Good morning. Welcome to Crime Talk BK here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Joanna Perpich and Megan Duffy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, we are actually recording in the morning-ish this Brunch. time. Noon. It's noon time. Yeah, I guess it's technically noon. And uh, I am back in New York at long last, feeling very connected with the show and the world and not being in the South. Glad you're back. Nine, nine months away. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, how are you doing? I'm a little sleepy. Mainly because I think it's because I got a new mattress on Friday and I not wanted to leave my bed for oh. a couple of days because it's brand new and perfect. What do you mattress? Is it one of those purple ones everybody talks about? or No, my sister got one of those i got this it's called a satva s-a-a-t-v-a and it's uh it's like interest you know individually wrapped coils and then i've got the little memory foam thing on the top and it's very fancy and i love it and i because mm-hmm. I, I i got a tiny tiny christmas bonus which i wasn't expecting to get so i treated myself to a new mattress that sounds wonderful what are you drinking uh rum and coke it sounds good. I can hear the ice clinking, and ice, it makes I me know. want to drink. Sorry, people. Yeah, sorry about oh, that. Oh, no uh, worries. I think it adds <laughs> to the uh, atmosphere of our podcast. Brunch starts at 11, remember? Yeah, I uh, the coffee wasn't doing it for me. I'm a little tired. This I don't know why. I just was like, well, let's just shoot myself up with a little more caffeine today. Oh, my. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I had. I'm trying to drink more water. Uh, mostly because I know a couple of people who've gotten kidney stones. Those are, yeah, they're not great. Have you had one before? No, my brother, uh, has had them. One of my brothers has had them and, um, I don't want to ever want to have, I don't know how I have it because I'm chronically dehydrated because I hate water. So I have to find ways around drinking. Like I have to put like you know, shit in the water, fruit, used water, all kinds of things in the water in order to get me to drink the water because I hate water. I feel you. Water is so boring. Oh, and then also New York has really good tap water, which I know everybody knows. But um, in Houston, my family's on well water and it tastes so weird. Yeah, I've had that in Minnesota. It's like it has too many minerals in it or something, and so it has a very distinct flavor. And the only way it is tolerable at all is if you put a ton of ice in it. Um, But the first thing I did when I came back was I'm just like, oh, we don't have any water in our fridge. Uh, I guess I'm not drinking water tonight. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Remember where you are. filters it. New York has very good drinking water. It does. Um, that's why yeah. the bagels are so good, apparently. That's why, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. Still don't like it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so I'm really scared of kidney stones. So I've started drinking water, which in some ways is good because it's cut down on my coffee and tea intake. So I'm like less vibrating by two. <laughs> I, I don't know how to, like, I, because I make my own cold brew. Right. So I drink my coffee is basically like sludge and then I cut it with milk instead of water because I 
because I like it creamier like that. I don't like it like with water and then with milk, like Starbucks does it. Um, I mean, it does sound delicious. It's really, it's really quite good. Plus, I drink um, my coffee. I buy my coffee from Cafe Du Monde in New Orleans, so yeah, it's got that, it's got that chicory in it. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, I love chicory coffee. Mm-hmm. That makes the best iced coffee. Blue Bottle actually has really good chicory coffee. It's really good. It's really expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a specialty item up here. Yeah, I mean, they used. To, I used to go to the one in Rock Center, and for six bucks, you get, like, this eight-ounce thing of coffee with milk. And it's yeah. like, dudes, it's good, but six bucks? Come on. You're like, I don't think so. No. For six bucks, I can get like a forty-eight ounce at at the Dunkin'. <laughs> yeah, true words never spoken. <laughs> Just America, corporate America, right here. Yeah. Um, Damn it. Yeah, I've recently come to the terms to the fact that uh, I am not rich. I know that's a very obvious statement. Thank you. Thank you, Wild. But um, well, I'm just so susceptible to Facebook ads, and so for Christmas, I was asking for all this like really like fancy crap that I don't need, and I was like looking at this list, and I'm just like, I can't believe there's people who actually like buy this stuff on a whim, and I can't afford any of it, nor can any of the people who I'm giving this list to. <laughs> so I got like three things for Christmas. That's okay, as long as you wanted them. I My mom. Want- I mean, my mom Venmoed me some cash for Christmas. Very, very thoughtful. Okay, she's You're like... You're not even a Christmas person. I'm not. And I'm like, you don't have to Venmo me cash for Christmas, mom. But she's mm-hmm. still, you know, I'm 49. She's still like, well, you need a little something extra in your life. That's true. It's very, very sweet. I'm not bitching about it. It is, it is. My mom is one of the best moms on the whole planet. But it's like, mom, you know, save it. <laughs> Like, it's okay. Like, you can save it. But, you know. Give me a big gift in two years. Just, like, a giant excessive gift. Well, so I think we're, we're trying to go to Paris this year because I'm turning 50. She's turning 75. Hoping that, you know, we can go to Paris this year. If we can't go to Paris, I'm not turning 50 this year and she's not turning 75. We'll just have to skip the entire year. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That's really exciting, though. Take lots of photos. Eat food for me. Mm, you know what, girl? Lots of bread. I live <gasps> for a goddamn baguette. I love them so much. Wish I could make them. Um, so, what, what, are you, what did you find this week? Okay, so I got some shit. I kind of started out on this whole thing about unsolved stuff that's been going on. Mm-hmm. Very um, going back to our roots as a um, crime podcast. <laughs> yep. I got some Crime Stoppers stuff. Uh, then I did a, a brief uh, update on Breonna Taylor. And there was a big thing happened with MS-13 this week on Long Island. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I think that's it. There's, I mean, like, we haven't done real crime in a long time, so there's a lot to dig through. Yeah. Um, but. 
Yeah. So one thing I really like about having you as a co-host is that the two of us have just completely different ways of looking at the world. <laughs> so it's very uncommon for our news of the week to uh, be the same thing. Because for listeners out there, we do not plan this show. I don't know if you can tell or if you just think that we are like crime junkies who are like DMing each other all the time, which we are. But um, yeah. it's always a surprise. Uh, unless <laughs> unless we decide to do other. like a theme, like if we decide to do a theme, then yeah. But, it, you know, like everybody knows that we've moved to this sort of potpourri. And it's I think it's much more interesting and, and fun and easier to be conversational with a, a potpourri episode than it is with like say you know robert durst which by the way i'm still following robert durst everybody but nothing's happened on his trial since the covid thing happened so don't worry about it oh robert durst he's a weird one um Ooh. i definitely enjoy mixing it up like i think that um it might be interesting for us to cover richard ramirez even though he is the worst and to some degree i hate hearing about him because of how horrible his crimes were did but there's you, a new netflix did you watch it i was just gonna ask you did no you watch it? because i read that it's super graphic it's not that graphic i mean they show crime scene photos but they they're it's not as bad as people are i watch you know okay. i don't I have, I have no fear that's fine um i just have this weird obsession with richard ramirez just because of how like literally like child of satan like not even like in a cool way in like a i wish someone had like assassinated you as a 10 year old like i'm sorry but he yeah is just... it's really it's really fascinating and i will we could do it next week girl i watched i binged the whole thing this weekend it's only four episodes i think they're oh, like each so hour, hour and a half it's not so bad it's really really good though because it's the actual detectives from the LA Sheriff's Department and they walk through how they led the investigation, how everything went wrong and the things that fucking went wrong prolonged the finality of the investigation and it's really interesting because if you look at one of Ramirez's first mugshots ever, he's young and he's not so emaciated right? Mm -hmm. I was like wow he's actually really good looking in this, Yeah, like he's He's beautiful. And then you look at his last mug shot and you're like, that's actually the devil. <laughs> literally. So it's like beauty hide hiding the evil. Is I was just yeah. like fascinated by that whole thing. Which is something that we keep on seeing. I mean, Ted Bundy too. Yeah. You know. Oh my goodness, you're right. I just saw a photo of him when he was in trial, and it's just like very gaunt. Yeah, but in, in the courthouse, too, where he's, like, dressed up in this gorgeous suit and he's wearing these dark sunglasses, it, he had people, like, groupies showing up. Just like Manson, just like every, every other fucking serial killer ever. Groupies are showing up and he's turning around and giving them, you know, the eyes and they're giving him the eyes. Like, they want to be. Mm -hmm. And, like, you do know that he's just going to eat you for dinner, right? Like, that's. Yeah. I, it's a very strange phenomenon, women loving serial killers. I don't understand it. I can't even stand a man who, you know, can't parallel park. Like, <laughs> I can't stand a man who is 
shitty to a waitress and you want to go and and bang a serial killer it makes no sense to me whatsoever i think that there's like it's like one thing if you're like fantasizing a little bit about it because i can kind of get like the oh danger you know and especially since like i think that like around sex especially sex with people that you don't know very well there is sometimes this like sense of like living dangerously okay i'm sure but if you had actually read the news reports yeah or it's like the the women who write to serial killers in prison like the women who like write smutty letters i'm always like i don't i don't know that's not my thing he was getting nudie pics in jail from his fans yeah yeah like i just don't think i would ever i yeah i just don't i'm with you He killed, he attacked two 80-year-old sisters one night. He and would attack you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I guess we'll get into it. We'll get into week. Richard Ramirez in a couple weeks. Next week. Um, weeks. Uh, so what do I have? Uh, I have this homeless woman who went on a joyride in a U- USPS truck. I'm glad you covered that. Because I, because it's it was lighthearted, and I'm like, good, good. It's good. lighthearted, but also it has like some interesting like ramifications for our criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. I have an angle, and then uh, the NYPD can no longer have racist bumper stickers. Uh huh. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I don't even. I have no words. How anyway, many them, how many of them are at the Capitol? I don't know. Like, whatever. It's fine. Well, I have that, too, actually. Oh, I good. made a list of every police officer who was arrested after the... See? I knew you would. That's why I went in a completely different direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, because one of them's from Houston, and so it's like a whole... Because I also do some, like, activist work. I run, like, a newsletter in Houston for Indivisible, and um, I, like, wrote a whole thing about the police officer, so... I just like copy and pasted that, and now it's one of my people. Absolutely. Um, and then I have some child abuse at a daycare center, which oh. is my like super sad, but also citizens alert one. <sighs> Should we leave that one for the end? I was kind of actually thinking about doing it first, so we can kind of like get the sad over, and then also for the sake of like the. Listeners, for anybody who, like, tunes out halfway through. <laughs> Fair point. Okay, so I'm going to need to refresh my rum and coke. So if you want to get started, I'm just going to go do that now. Or we can just cut this whole piece out while I refresh my rum and coke. What do you think? I'm just going to start. I'm just going to go for it. Go for it. It'll give I don't need an audience. I'll talk to your cat. All right. All right. So currently my co-host is named Beulah. She's a black cat, and she's <laughs> she likes to um, she likes to audio bomb our episode by rubbing her fur against the mic, and then Megan has to boot her out. Anyway, yeah. So a uh, Queens daycare teacher. Uh, oh, before I get started, I'm just gonna say, you know, like. 
content note for anybody who's like listening to this kids and this might be upsetting for the kids or also anybody who might have like experienced physical abuse, especially in like an education setting. Um, maybe just put us on mute for 10 minutes or change the channel. And now Megan is back. You didn't miss anything. I was just talking to everybody about Beulah and how I was going to talk to her about this crime. <laughs> Did she show up? <laughs> no, she showed up in my heart. Oh, she might but, show up. But anyway, um, yeah, so just content note for anybody who this might be like a sensitive topic. Um, a Queen's daycare teacher uh, shoved a child into a garbage can oh, and then man. put a uh, spider down their shirt at what? a in a no. story. Yeah. No. So the spider thing is like a little ever so slightly misleading because it was one of those spiders that they use in science class. So it is like encased in like this like plastic cube. It's you know? a little kid, though. It doesn't matter. It's terrifying to a little kid. That's not okay. Yeah. Mm. Completely. Poor you know, like, this is, like, 100%, like, if you're trying to think of things that will trauma traumatize a child, shoving them into a trash can? So awful. Mm. Uh, so... Uh, this actually happened in 2018. The reason that we're hearing about it is, is that... Uh, the special commissioner of investigation just recently released this report. Um, and again, like, I just think that this is really important for people to know. Uh, so the daycare center in question was called discovery lane daycare center in a in Astoria mm -hmm. and they, uh, get government funding and, uh, which is also good because in this case, it means that there is some oversight. Uh, but, yeah, like if your kid goes to Discovery Lane Daycare Center, um, I don't know, be on the watch to see if your kid is starting to act weird. Mm -hmm. um, so an assistant teacher um, whose last name was Nunez, uh, she grabbed a child by the neck, shoved her into a garbage can and put a spider down her shirt according to this report. Oh. The incident occurred in April of 2018. Um, they didn't issue the report until 2019, and then uh, it just recently um, came to the attention of some reporters. And uh, so what did this poor child do to deserve getting put in a trash can? Nothing. The child was standing on a table crying. Or no, I think she was just standing on the table, like making a fuss, you know. But also, I'll say that, like, there's, like, nothing a child can do <laughs> to deserve no, being put. No, absolutely can. not. Absolutely um, not. But I guess this teacher thought otherwise. Uh, so she grabbed the child um, by, oh, sitting on a chair. So she grabbed the child uh, by both shoulders and yelled in the kid's face, do you want me to put you in the garbage? So, of course, the little girl cried. Nunez then, quote, aggressively pushed the student into a garbage can and then later forced her to sit in a corner. Uh, she then placed, it's called a lucite block with the spider. And again, everyone's seen it. It's like the type of suspending. Yeah, rubber. you get them at the, you know, you get them at the Museum of Natural History. It's just like this clear block of a naturally dead Animal. spider. Yeah. Yeah. 
so she put one of those down the kid's sweater. And I'm like, that is like very inappropriate in like so many ways. Um, there is a teacher in the room who witnessed the incident who then immediately reported it. So good job on that teacher for immediately recognizing that this is not a well-handled situation and that they need um, upper-level intervention. However, uh, the education director and the executive director and the lead teacher of that classroom didn't do anything. Uh. I think that they talked to the woman, but... but there was no like concrete action. Um, they did not report it to the authorities and they didn't inform the girl's parents. Um, they just told the parents that the girl had acted out in class and that they disciplined her. In the meantime, the girl is telling her mom I got thrown in the garbage can and they stuck a spider down my shirt. I guess so. Uh, There are not a lot of details about the girl's side of the story from the mother. The mother was just more of like, this is outrageous. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they definitely found out the whole story eventually. Jesus Christ. And let me see. It's unclear what led to the investigation at a higher level, if maybe it was the teacher who reported it. Um, or if the, again, the girl's mother did eventually find out. Um, but thankfully, you know, um, investigators like the watchdog team, the special commissioner on investigation did step in and, um, they, uh, found that Nunez was known to be strict with students. Um, but there haven't been any other allegations of abuse since this one. Although stuff like this is definitely like a pattern of behavior, so... Yeah, that doesn't happen. Nope. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, Nunez no longer works at Discovery Lane. It's unclear if she was fired or if she left voluntarily. But SCI uh, did ban her from working in other state-funded schools. Which I think is like the extent that they can really... Yeah, I mean... She could start working in private uh, daycares, you know, people yeah. that run them out of their house or whatever. Like, it's just, it's a disaster waiting to happen. She's just going to bounce, it's, you know, she's going to bounce from place to place. Isn't it irritating how people who do horrible stuff don't get held accountable? Um, it is the world we live in from top to bottom. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, yeah, I just came across that and was like, oh, this is definitely something that people should know about. Yeah, people need to be aware. And also, if you're ever in a situation where you really want to put a kid in the trash can, please rethink that strategy. Let's not do that. Put yourself in the trash can. Just sit in there for a minute. Think about. I can't. Yeah, I can't even. I can't. Yeah. terrorizing children i just it just pisses me off to no end like even if you're having a shitty ass day yeah walk well, away yeah, it's also kind of like kids like don't have tantrums for no reason it's not that they are 
like selfish assholes. It's like they're tired or they're hungry or they're anxious. Or they're afraid or they're something like something happened. Like, come on. If you're if it's that upsetting to you. Tag out. Yeah. Can I tell you actually my favorite disciplinary approach that was done at my school growing up? Mm. Please do, because I had Catholic school and that's not that. Everybody Mine was Catholic school. Ugh. No, but this is actually my favorite disciplinary approach. Mm. Is is that um, when I was in high school, if we were being like obnoxious in class, I had a teacher who would send us out to run around the track. Now, she never like watched us run around the track. You totally like didn't have to do it. But her whole method was like, you need to be outside, you need some fresh air, and you need 10 minutes by yourself. <laughs> And yeah, we so didn't get, we she didn't would get just any be of like, that. go outside, come back when you feel better. I got so much goddamn detention. So much detention. I made friends. We used with to get detention if our skirts were too short. I got I got detention for being out of uniform. I got detention for skipping study hall. Okay, I never skipped an actual. Well, that's not true. When, by You're the really time I, your face here, Megan. No, I know. My senior year, I was in this record-keeping class, and it was like how to balance a checkbook and how to whatever. I'm like, but I already know how to do all these things. So she gives you a workbook, and you have to have certain assignments finished by certain times. So I was just finished the entire workbook in like a week, mm-hmm. and and because I already knew how to do all this stuff, and I get while they're while they're well why they're giving this class to you people but my parents were like megan already has a checking account i work at my parents office in the summertime it's like i know all of these things so that i would skip those classes unless it was this test day and i turned in my workbook and my tests and she kind of was like well you should be here but you obviously don't need to be here yeah Mm -hmm. so the work was good but i got in so much trouble for skipping study hall hours and hours of detention for skipping study hall i think i skipped study hall once because so my last trimester that's we were on that so of my senior year i had classes in the morning and my lunch started at 11 30 and then i had nothing to do i had two free hours and then they stuck me in a study hall eighth period mm-hmm. i'm like why would i do that i'm gonna go home to the swimming pool and sit in the backyard Right? You would leave school early. That's kind of bad. I would leave school, but I'd be at home at the pool. Call my mom and be like, I'm at the pool, blah, blah, blah. So when they finally figured out that I should have been in Mr. Melhorn's uh, study hall, like two thirds of the way through the trimester, they gave me like hundreds of hours of detention. Oh, my God. It's okay, though, because I... just so happens that I dated the attendance lady's kid when I was a freshman and she liked me. So I would like reshelve books in the library and mm-hmm. she would she's she would just be like, you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. I went home. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, our religion teacher taught us how to knit in her detentions. And I'm a terrible knitter if I understand the concept. I'm not even talking about my religion classes because I disagreed with a lot of <laughs> a whole it. Other show. A whole other show. Okay, so I'm going to give us a quickie. A quickie. Um, this happened just 
over the weekend. There was a shooting at a music studio in Staten Island over the weekend. Oh, no. Yeah. So there's video online. Um, two armed suspects burst into Demon Low Studios, uh, recording studios on Saturday and opened fire, killing a 23-year-old dude. Surveillance footage captured the pair of hooded suspects first walking across the road at 937 Van Duzer Street in Grimes Hill around 7.45 p.m. So says the Post, the Daily News, and everywhere else on the Internet. Um, One of the men is seen holding an assault rifle as he rings the doorbell to the house. And the suspect rushes through the door while the second man appears from the shadows holding a handgun multiple shots ring out on the video and the two gunmen flee the scene. The victim is Jihadi Chansey. He was hit multiple times in the back when he opened the door uh, taken to Staten Island University Hospital. He was pronounced dead on arrival. The two suspects are at large and I urge everyone to call Crime Stoppers Hotline 800-577-TIPS which is 800-577-8477. In Spanish, it's 888-57-PISTA or 577-4782. You can also uh, tweet NYPD tips and you can go to the nypdcrimestoppers.com website. It's a thing. It happened on Saturday. And um, get online, look at those videos and you know, report because yeah, these guys a bad are. Guy. Yeah, twenty-three is really young to be shot and killed. It's really sad. It's you know, it's just this little hip-hop studio that was a big mark on the scene, including artists like uh, Bellagio and Bro God and a couple other people. So, call in if you have any information on that. Um, I also have another unsolved murder of, uh, her name is Sabrina Moreno. This happened back in 2018. And she was shot while walking down the street with a new boyfriend and a new friend on October, the evening of October 5th, 2018 in East New York. They uh, were approached from behind and dude started firing from about 20 feet away. Witness said the shooter hopped into a white SUV and fled the scene. Um, there's uh, and Detective Bill Flaherty has been on the case for a long time. He says Marino's killer may have been her ex-boyfriend, but her mom, Silma Jones, it may be someone else. Uh, yeah. yeah. She had just broken out of the reason they think it's the ex-boyfriend is she had just broken out of a very abusive relationship was living at a shelter, a women's shelter at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's definitely the most dangerous time is. Yeah. Shortly and after she she was picked up for purse snatching of the victim was. But I that clearly to me in the timeline of her life is clearly a survivor's crime. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the mom has been in frequent contact with the police, but uh, they say it's ongoing, but nothing's been happening. Um, 
That sounds pretty par for the course these days with those types of crimes. Yeah, there is a $10,000 reward. Again, mm -hmm. please um, refer to the Crime Stoppers Network if you have any information. <laughs> you can Google... Um, you can Google uh, uh, Sabrina Moreno and look. There's a picture with a reward placard for her online. Um, we are three years in and it's unsolved. And it makes me really sad to to see a woman who was trying to get her life back on track and it was just taken from her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me see. Um, do we need a happy one? Well, let's see. I've got stats on everything that's been unsolved as far as shootings go last year. MS-13 and Breonna Taylor. So what do you want? you want to move into happy now or do you want to? Maybe we should wait on happy. Okay, let me do Breonna Taylor because it's more important than yeah, the other sure. stuff. Um. Two Louisville police detectives involved in the fatal raid of Breonna Taylor um, were fired. Great. Mm -hmm. This according this happened on Tuesday. Um, so, interim police chief Yvette Gentry announced plans to oust the officers a couple of days prior. Uh, Miles Cosgrove was the detective found by the FBI to have fired the round that killed Taylor says A.G. Daniel Cameron and Josh Janes was the detective who sought the search warrant for a no-knock raid on her apartment in connection to a drug investigation against her ex-boyfriend Jamarcus Glover who we all know didn't live at the address. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end no evidence was presented against her in any drug case. Um, so uh, AG, or I'm sorry, um, Police Chief Gentry said the Cosgrove failed to accurately evaluate the threat and considering that he fired in three different directions did not identify a particular target. James lied about verifying the underlying basis for the search warrant and um, James's attorney, Thomas Clay, said that they will appeal to the police merit board um, and Cosgrove's lawyer didn't immediate, immediately return comment or return call for comment by law and crime. Um, they are the second and third officers to be fired in this awful, awful raid the morning of March 13th, 2020. Uh, Brett Hankinson had also been fired. Um, he's currently appealing his termination for blinding, blindly firing into the incident. Um, um, I, the, 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 Hankison is the one that was fired for and brought up on charges for um, firing into the neighbor's apartment. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, yes, because mm, yeah, property damage is worth more than people's mm -hmm. lives so that happened uh recently mm -hmm. um so you know there's movement on it i'm i'm really interested in following uh interim police chief yvette gentry i will keep an eye on this 
I've also been keeping an eye on Minnesota, as you know, because that's my hometown. But um, nothing of note other than like what's this fuck trying to get out for COVID is ongoing at this point. So uh, I just want to I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, Also came out later that several of the grand jurors uh, that were trying to indict these police officers because they weren't indicted said that they were only allowed to consider um, Hanginson's charges about firing into the other house. They weren't allowed to consider charges against the other officers. Now, we all know grand juries are basically the prosecutor decides what to present. That's why you you hear that old phrase, like you can indict a ham sandwich based on what the prosecutor says. The defense gets to decide. The defense doesn't get to present any evidence. It's a one-sided deal. So it's really only what the prosecutors decide decide to bring forward in a grand jury. Mm -hmm. And this prosecutor decided that he wasn't going to bring any charges against the other police officers, which in my mind is really fucking rank. Thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's strange. I don't know. Well, there's like... We have, like, such a long ways to go in this criminal justice system. Um, but on that note, I wanted to uh, do this uh, new role for the NYPD. So new rule! The, the NYPD new are cracking down on yes. offensive bumper stickers on cops' private cars. So this is not on the cop car. This is on their, like, SUV that's parked in their driveway. I uh, have a problem so- with this. On a First Amendment basis. Huh? Mm, I have a problem. So tell me the rule. Because it's like, it's their private vehicle. Like, why can't they have the bumper sticker? It's a First Amendment problem for me. So tell me what the rule is. So let me see. Commanding officers throughout the five boroughs were ordered Friday to have their integrity control officers survey the private cars of all cops and report any offenders to the chief of patrol. And officers are banned from affixing unauthorized bumper stickers to their patrol cars, but it was unclear what prompted the personal vehicle crackdown. Um, so one of the main instigators of this is um, that a lot of cops will scratch out or obscure their license plates to um, get through like tolls you know, or so that they can, like, park illegally or all this stuff. And since, I mean, they're the cops, they don't turn each other in. <laughs> um, so I think that that was, like, one of the main reasons that was, like, given in the article. Uh, but, of course, there are um, other further-reaching uh, reasons why this is possibly a good thing, First Amendment stuff aside, which is that... Um, This is, like, not an unusual rule for police departments to have. There's, like, a conduct of behavior that is expected of police officers Mm -hmm. and of just generally public servants. Mm -hmm. Um, And so some of this kind of falls under that. And um, I didn't, like, very thoroughly research uh, any examples of this within the NYPD specifically, but I, like, very quickly... Um, found instances of police officers in Kentucky and in Oregon 
getting in trouble for using like political and white supremacist stickers on their cars. And I think that, you know, it's like, okay, there's like, I guess a first amendment issue. Uh, but like one of these officers in Kentucky had like a three percenter bumper sticker. And that is like a pretty like alt-right group. And I think that it like opened <clears throat> the department up for like liability. If you know, have- it does. It does. So there's the great, there's the great, the, and also people, the reason this is a First Amendment issue is because it's the government telling people, even if they're police officers, what they can and cannot do in their private lives. That's why this is the First Amendment issue. And it will probably will be brought up later. I totally, I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just bringing it up because this, you know, I, you know, I don't want to see my, my local neighborhood officer driving around with the confederate flag on his bumper sticker like as a bumper like i don't want to see that but if there are codes of conduct outside of the office it could you're right it could definitely cover these kinds of things if you if you've signed up for this job and signed the code of conduct then well yeah i think that it's ultimately a good thing I also think that this is like a really weird place for potential police reform. Um, but I guess if it works, <laughs> we shall see. Um, I agree, though. Like if you if you're assessing the private bumper stickers of your police department and they've got, you know, don't tread on me and the Confederate flag as and, you know, like all up, there's a lot of other things out there that they can put on their bumpers. Um you could probably assess that they may not be a good fit for the NYPD. Yeah, for sure. Um, although it was like funny that, or funny as in like a, oh, that's interesting, not funny like haha, but uh, that the their main concern seems to be uh, cops trying to get away with breaking the law, you know, like with like uh, speeding and not getting caught. That yeah, there. Yeah, let's not worry about those that raided the Capitol. Let's just worry about, you know, violating the rules of easy pass. Good. Good call. Good call. Um, Although some police departments actually are somewhat concerned about what happened with the Capitol. Uh, Do you want me to to go through my list? I do. I do. (laughs) You have a little bit of despair in your voice when I said that. Well, I always have despair in my voice when we're talking about police departments because it's a, you know, it's an, it's hiding. They're all, you know, these, these motherfuckers hide in plain sight. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so not, I'm going to start out. Not every, I'm just going to tell not everybody in the police department is a racist. I'm just put, let's just say that out loud. So people yeah. know. Come on, let's be real now. And they kind of punish you if you're not, as we've talked about on the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's very hard for good cops to stay good cops. It because is. You're, you get punished for mm-hmm. doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. Anyway, um, sorry, Paul Holes. It's just a fact. Well, let's, let's also talk about the, the dead officer from the Capitol Police Department that was trying to do the right thing. He got yeah. beat. So... Um, 
So Houston police officer Tam Pham resigns. And um, actually in news articles, it seems to be fairly controversial as to whether or not he's even being named since this is all, um, it hasn't been adjudicated yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have big alleged marks around all of this. But I mean, if you have like video photo evidence of someone being at the Capitol, then just saying. Anyway, um, also a lot of these news places do not give the same, um, don't, don't don't give the same protection for people who are accused of other crimes. So I don't see why being a cop will make make it any different. Mm-mm. Like I see names all the time for everything, you know. So anyway, Tam Fam, uh, he resigned and hired a lawyer after attending the U.S. Capitol Capitol riot. Uh, Fam forty eight worked for the Houston Police Department for eighteen years. Uh, not that anybody in New York cares, but for my Houston friends. Uh, he was assigned to the West Side Patrol, which is actually an area that's, like, not too far from my parents' house. Oh. Anyway. Uh, so, apparently, he actually had, like, a pretty clean record. No, like, scandals around him or anything. Uh, but, yeah, he definitely was a huge Trump supporter, and he decided to go to the rally and then storm the Capitol. <laughs> so, there's a few choices there, you know, that he did not have to make. Uh so let me see. This past Wednesday, uh, police chief um, Acevedo said that he had contacted the FBI um, after learning about the officer's activity, and there's now a joint investigation. Um, let me see. Um, he received a tip from somebody who presumably knew Fam uh, that they recognized him mm. in some sort of like protest media that had come out. And so, I mean, to some degree, it's, like, good on the police chief for, you know, like, turning him in and trying to, you know, like, take care of this. Uh, but then also, the chief has, like, allowed for a police department where an officer who's been there for almost 20 years has decided that it's a good idea to do these things. Um, just a reminder, five people died including a police officer at the riots. So, yep. Yeah. Um, Let me see. And they, like, I think that I read an article where someone had, like, talked to his wife, and she was just saying, I think that he was just really interested in hearing Trump talk, and he just sort of got, like, swept up in the moment. Nope. Nope. That's not your fucking excuse. Sorry. Not it. You are an I don't officer think of the an excuse, law, sir. I do think that that's definitely a thing that happens, which is people, and there's like a psychological like reasoning oh, for this. Oh, yeah, it's uh, called mob mentality. You get swept yeah. up in the whole thing. I totally get that. But you are an officer of the law, sir. Yeah, and presumably they've been trained in handling like a high-stress, intense situation and how to respond appropriately. Yeah. You can't break no. into Congress. No, like, or at you, least you can't break into Congress and expect to get away scot free. Fuck off. Like, look, firemen, police department, former military dudes, they all have been under high stress situations. You don't get to now come in and be like, I got swept up in the mob. Nope. Nope. Yeah. You also don't get fucking organic food while you're being held. Nope. You don't get any of that either. Stop. There's people bullshit. who can't get their medication. And then that guy's like, wow, it's not organic. It's not organic food. Eh. 
Fuck everybody that did that. Fuck every single one of them. Um, do you want to hear about more of them? I have sure, another. Yeah, right. like let's so go long. I'll only... I'll edit. I'll edit for RFB, and let's just go as long as we feel like today, and I'll post it later. Let's go long. So um, I only wrote down the names of uh, public. I only I only did I only covered police officers and firefighters. Um, mm -hmm. Forbes actually has a pretty built out list that includes like just public servants, so teachers, politicians, etc. And right. an Olympic swimmer. An Olympic swimmer. Mm -hmm. So we have a retired firefighter from Pennsylvania who was arrested for throwing a fire extinguisher at three police officers. Mm -hmm. We also have a detective for Pennsylvania, from Pennsylvania who is being investigated, but so far no arrest. Two police officers from Virginia were arrested, a former employee of a sheriff's office in San Antonio. Two police officers from Seattle, a member of the NYPD is under investigation. I'm like, there's no way that no one from the NYPD was there. Oh, no, there's a lot of them there. You know there was. Uh, there is a firefighter from Florida. And then, of course, um, there is a police officer who was part of the Capitol Police is under investigation for taking selfies with the protesters. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's like while well, his colleagues are getting their heads bashed in a door and being killed and have fire extinguishers thrown at them. This guy's like, oh, here's the door. Yep. Giving directions and taking selfies. There was, I would also like to add that there was these, one of the other fur wearing shamans uh, was a prominent, he was a son of one of the prominent Brooklyn criminal judges. So just so we're clear, that also happened. Mm -hmm. Cool. Look it up. It's all online. Um, well, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's a... Uh... That's my uh, capital protest news. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep on mentioning it for a while because I'm just like. No, it's totally fine. You know what I also love is I love that the one of the QAnon backing uh, freshman members of Congress walked out on the floor of Congress with a mask that said censored while on television uh, with a microphone in front of her face. I'm like, that's not actually what censored means. Yeah. Although I heard her Twitter account got froze. That's not Twitter is a private company. You signed no, the TNGs. No, I know. that's what I'm the First Amendment does not apply to private companies that try to shut you down. You sign the terms and agreements. Fuck off everybody. I've worked in the First Amendment for 20 years. That is not how any of this works. For not. Sure. Not. And if you got you want to come for me, you can come for me. That's fine. But quite fucking frankly, your conspiracy theories and you and you and and the I'm going on a rant here and the and the, those Josh Holt, fucking Ted Cruz, all of those people pushing this bullshit conspiracy that the election was taken from these people. You are the problem. You are the problem. For sure. And. You've allowed these people to invade the Capitol and taken, like, they were hunting for people. There was a noose erected on the Capitol grounds. They were hunting to hang Mike Pence. Now, I don't like Mike Pence, 
but I don't want them hung. I don't. That's not the way we do That's funny really things. bad for a country when you hang your leader. It's not what we do in a small D democratic society. That's not what we do. And these fuckers that are going out there and inciting this violence, not only the president of the United States, but every single piece of shit that decided that they needed to protest the vote after the insurrection also needs to be stripped from Congress. Yeah. Well, I think we have some people working on it, so we'll see. Okay, and I'm calming down. I'm calming down. But, like, come on. I'm so upset by this. Still, with all the news, this, like, the violence that they were going to perpetrate on our country. Yeah. It hasn't been this bad since the Civil War. Like, people need to really understand that. They were out for blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those Capitol Police that were left in the fucking wind, those are the heroes. Yeah, and I mean, like, we're not even... We're not exactly the most pro-cop show. We're not. Uh, but that nobody handled that protest correctly. Like... I definitely don't think that the police should have reacted towards them the way they react towards Black Lives Matter protesters. Black Lives Matter protesters, like, no no police should, like, go in wanting to, like, beat someone up. Um, but also, you know, like, it's a seat of government. And if you know that there's going to be a big rally, <clears throat> I would hope that you can at least secure the location so that people can't break in. Well, the thing about the Black Lives Matter protesters is that Bill Barr and the President of the United States sanctioned tear gassing them. Yeah. And Bill Barr can come out now and say whatever the fuck he wants to say that it was wrong. But it's like, dude, where were you for for the last four years? Shut the fuck up. Don't care. You're, you, you know, like this whole uh, reputation salvation bullshit that everybody's going through now. It's like, stop, stop. The only yeah. one I actually have any respect for is Mitt Romney because he is the only one in the Republican Party that voted to impeach four years ago or a year he ago. He figured it year, out pretty quick. A year ago. A year ago. It was I only mean, a year ago. I still think that Romney's kind of in it for himself, but at least he's been consistent. <laughs> he's totally in it for, as they all are, the, the problem with all politicians career politicians is it's just craven power grabbing mm -hmm. pelosi girl you're 85 time to go yeah no kidding like come on so that's all i'm saying it's like they don't give two shits what their constituents do it's all about the power grab it's yeah. all about no one gives two fucks about it no one does Lindsey Graham, I swear to God, he was drunk when he was on the floor after the raid. I swear the man had had too many whiskeys in his office because he was like, it's enough, it's enough. And then two days later, he's off to fucking Texas with the president of the United States. Come on. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to cover? Or do you want me to do my fun one? Um, oh, God. What, let's see. 
How long are we? We're already kind of long. Um, let me just do a quick MS thirteen. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so fourteen high-ranking members of MS thirteen were charged with terrorism offenses in the United States. Uh, the indictment was unsealed in Central Islip uh, this week, mm. charging fourteen of the world's highest-ranking members of the gang with terrorist offenses. Um, a number of them were named. The indictment specifically charges them with conspiracy to provide and conceal material support to terrorists, conspiracy to commit acts of terrorism, transcending national boundaries, conspiracy to finance terrorism, narco-terrorism conspiracy in connection with their leadership of the transnational criminal organization over the past two decades from El Salvador. Um, the FBI and Homeland Security offer a $20,000 reward for any information leading to any arrest and conviction of any uh, high-ranking member of MS-13. Most of these defendants are currently in jail in El Salvador awaiting extradition. Um, last December, as we all might remember, sorry, didn't mean to do that shit. A uh, hundred members of MS-13 were charged in Long Island in one of the largest takedowns of the criminal enterprise in U.S. history. 96 accused members and associates in Suffolk County uh, were arrested in a, uh, a, as a result of a two-year investigation 230 in that same investigation were arrested worldwide, in, including El Salvador, Baltimore, New York, um, and one other place. It's, it's a huge deal. Um, if you have any tips, this is why I picked it, any tips relating to anything you may know about um, these defendants, call one eight. 866-787-6713. There is up to a $20,000 reward. Some of these defendants are named Enrique Her Enriquez, a.k.a. Diablito de Hollywood. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Uh, there's Freddie Ivan uh, Yandres Parada, a.k.a. Lucky de Parkview. And Cesar Humberto Lopez Larios, aka El Grenas de Stoners. Hmm. Um, it's a big deal. Um, also, in this investigation, it helped them locate bodies of three murdered victims. More hmm. will probably come, um, but that is the case. Extradition is ongoing from El Salvador. Well, that's good news. It's a big deal. It's a huge yeah. deal. Most of these people that were arrested are high-ranking leaders. Like, they don't even, you know, they operate. They're not going after the kid who is, like, in high school. No, like, they got these guys out of those arrests in last December. That's basically yeah. what's happening. They're taking down the entire... I mean, the problem with MS-13 is that they are everywhere in the United States, so... It's a it's a branch. It's not a. It's not going to kill them off. But for sure, yeah. Um, yes, 
So now something lighter would be nice. <laughs> Uh, so a judge dropped a case against a homeless woman who stole a mail truck in Brooklyn in uh, Bed-Stuy, to be exact. Mm -hmm. uh, so this woman um, named Martha Thaxton, she's 21, uh, she saw a mail truck. She went on a joyride <laughs> around Bed-Stuy. Uh, let me as, see. As you do. <laughs> I... Look me in the eye and tell me you've never wanted to drive a mail truck. I mean, no. just there, really? Mm. You have like the little doors open. I don't know. It looks like fun. No. Uh, so she apparently stole the truck. Um, she had it like for, it was like something like 20 minutes. She's just, oh no, it was seven block ride slammed into 10 cars. Mm -hmm. So she's just playing bumper cars with this thing. Yeah, um, and I, I was like reading this and I'm like yeah that's illegal like you should probably get arrested so why did the judge dismiss the case turns out she was like 100% going through a mental health crisis and I think that um, at least in this instance with uh, the information that we currently have which admittedly it's not too much the system kind of worked the way that it was supposed to more or less mm -hmm. which is you have this woman who's having a mental health crisis the police come to make sure she's not going to, like, run over somebody, you know, arrest her. She gets pr brought in front of a judge, and the judge is like, yeah, she's having a mental health crisis. So she's been put in a psychiatric facility and good. drops the charges. So good. Yes. That's exactly how it's supposed to work. So, I mean, we can, like, get into later whether or not it's, like, appropriate at all to um, try to, like, hold someone in jail who's going through one or if they should immediately go to a psychiatric hospital. But the main point is, is that she did not go to prison and she got the help that she needed. So That's exactly how it's supposed to work. Now, yeah. you know, we don't know who was called out into the scene with the officer. The officers probably just went out there and arrested her. But the minute, clearly the minute they could put her in the back of one of their squads, they clearly understood that things were not okay. Oh, they submitted a thing to the judge being like, we think she needs psychiatric evaluation. She's not okay. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. And also good job on that judge for recognizing the situation and not just doing a black or white, whatever you broke the law. Right. And those cops too. For mm -hmm. being like, girl needs help. Instead of, yeah. like, you know, whatever. So, that's my happy story <laughs> of the week. My happy crime-related story. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. There, oh, prosecutors there requested psychiatric evaluation, so it wasn't the cops specifically. But still, someone recognized it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They didn't oppose it. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Crime Talk BK and uh, join us next week where we um, will likely be talking about a horrible serial killer. Yes, let's do it. Bye. All right. Bye.